Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Rich, Yo. Danny. Yo. What up? Everybody's back. Full force. Dan- Danny's recovering from his case of, uh, what was that? Yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that, Drew, that you called it? No, vaginitis. Yeah. What is vaginitis. it? Vaginitis. <laughs> vaginitis. Vaginitis. Oh. <sighs> so rude. So hurtful. But- what did you take for that? Small couple Davidoffs felt better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smoked, I smoked half a patina and felt better. I think that's what, I think that's what gave it to me. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Tell hey, us Mo. a little bit about your secret secret Santa you received today. Now, yeah. my understanding is you did a return to sender. What? No. Oh, uh, I got like too many roller crap per capita. Yeah, I got this crazy <laughs> secret Santa. I'll put it on Instagram tomorrow. It's really friggin' amazing. Uh, twenty-five cigars. Uh, five of them are Roma craft. So I was giving Danny crap that I got twenty good cigars. <laughs> and Danny said five great cigars. Yeah. yeah yep. That was, a, that was a nice response. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't dogging the other ones. He's pretty clever. I was yeah. clever. <laughs> Knows how to weasel it. I have skills. A particular set of skills. Yeah, I bet. Now, what I want to know is, how do you continually get free cigars? I mean, this is like a fucking art. Yeah. Um, I mean, are the Panerai's the only thing you're not polishing? Or what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, it's just... Um, I, I never ask for anything. Um, and that might be part of it. You know, it's like... Uh, I don't know, but I, I now in turn, as you know, I do give a lot of shit away. You um, love to give away free shit. I yeah, exactly. Um, Message so, Danny for free shit. You know, maybe it's just the universe uh, paying it back at one point. But this, uh, if you guys saw the Instagram post. This particular box of cigars that I got um, was just um, me and. Uh, Matt Booth and the owner of Stogie's down in Houston, mm-hmm. and we and we were smoking. I was smoking the the new tea Connecticut, which is really really good. Um, it might be the best cigar um, out for for Room One Hundred and One. So you can <clears> get <throat> five of them free for saying that. No, I mean I got. I mean I, I was smoking them free that night, so it's a that's you know, legit. I got <laughs> no. So then uh, I was like, yeah, you know, it's great. I'm like, but you know, it's no Uncle Lee. And Matt was like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, this and that. And Jorge's like, yeah, I got uh, I got some of those. I'm like, what? So uh, he's like, yeah, I'll get you one. So he gave me a box and Matt a box, and Matt doesn't have any either. And uh, I, I was blown away. He, he saved 10 boxes from, like, the original release. When did those originally come out? Oh, shit. So to, um, I think you were saying, like, 2014? Oh, they were wow. supposed, yeah, they were supposed to... Um, the original release, they were supposed to come like in a cereal box. So if you know the the Uncle Lee box, um, that box was supposed to go inside of what looked like a cereal box that would come with this little uh, like Matt Booth toy that would have been in it. <laughs> but uh, at the time, Davidoff uh, went against it because of the FDA and you know uh, something that would look like you were going after kids. Mm. 
So uh, they pulled the plug and just did it with the wood box. But if you go back to my original appearance on Sold to Smoke, you guys asked me, you know, like top cigar or, you know, top five or something like that. Yeah. That was one of the ones I put up there. I was like, you know, Opus X Lost City. I said something else. And and then I brought that up. So, Mm. yeah. Now, when you get all this free stuff, like there, it's it's often the case that people say, "Oh no no no, I don't need that, I don't need that." No, they'll, they'll push back on taking yeah. the free stuff, right? Do you do right. that, or do you just like happily take the free stuff? Ooh, great question. Um, so it de- honestly, <laughs> it depends on who it's coming from, right? So like, if someone gives, has given me a bunch, like, "No, dude, you know it's cool." If it's something that's kind of rare and I already have, I will say, "No, bro, I already have." So that that's an, a great cigar, please. You know, no. Um, if if it's from a retailer. Uh, someone that owns a shop and has a bunch of stuff um and especially like jorge jorge is just like a really really good guy i grew up and this is no bullshit it's like seriously it's like you know um you know giving is better than receiving right so Mm -hmm. it was kind of a a thing in, in in the culture of like if you stop someone from giving you something you're denying them that um that feeling of being able to give right so we're that's why i never i never ask for anything because then i think it kind of cheapens the the thing you know Mm -hmm. um so no i mean i you know i'll do the no bro you really don't have to do that but if they insist then you know i again don't want to deny them the pleasure of that well that's a bullshit fucking answer if i've heard one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's pretty much how things are done in the Midwest, though, too, isn't no, it? No, I agree. No, that that's a good point. Man. No, I, I, I agree with Danny. I hear him. Just, like you, yeah. you got to say no once, right? And then as soon as they keep saying it, you yeah. just kind of give in. That's normal. Yeah, we know. Okay. Except Mo, who won't take anything. <laughs> that's pretty true. I'd rather give. Yeah. See. Um. So what? What do we have on the docket for today? Cal? We're going to talk about uh, local B&Ms versus online retailers. Where do you do mm-hmm. your shopping? How does that all work? That was uh, yeah. something I think several of us have at least some opinion about. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because we've talked about this topic. A lot of people are going to feel maybe we talk about it too much, but it's something that continually evolves, right? As the cigar market evolves, the and like is the tax situation in different places evolve, um, you know, depending on where you are. Uh, online becomes more of a market for you than than uh, say B and M, and then on top of that, uh, all of us. Kyle, you're kind of, no, not really Kyle, but the rest of us, like Danny, Drew, and myself, are in very, very heavy cigar markets in the sense that we have B&Ms all around us, so it's like, yeah. pick which one you want to go hang out at. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so online is not as important for us than maybe somebody that, that lives in more of a rural area or a smaller town or something like that, so... We don't have to name specific online retailers that we that you guys buy from, but what are, what do you small bag? What do you guys? Yeah, what do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys? What do oh. you guys look for? Um, what's your stance, Danny? As as a manufacturer, what's your stance 
um, in how you look at B&M versus online, and let's just go with it, guys. Uh, yeah. Danny, go. Go with it. Sure. So I think that, uh, you know, the on, the online has has its place, of course, right? And, and uh, <clears throat> I think the, the someone living, you know, an hour away from their local shop is the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if they don't, if they, if it's really hard for them to frequent one, um, I can see, you know, you buying online. I can see someone buying online something that their local B&M doesn't have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the, I think where the B&M versus online comes in play is the guy just looking for the cheaper, better deal. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are, there's a online, um, uh, page right now that, you know, we're trying to figure out who owns the site and where they're getting like our cigars from, mm-hmm. because they're essentially selling them for like literally $10 over cost. Oh. So, wow. you know, they aren't, they aren't buying from us. We're trying to figure it out. And then all our, all of our other stores that, you know, have a B&M and online or a B&M period or only, you know, say, Hey man, this page has your, your cigars for 10 bucks over what I pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. You know, it's like, man, yeah, honestly, I don't know what to do. You know, that we don't sell them. We don't even know who we're selling. You know, if we could figure out who we were selling to that they were getting it from, it'd be an easy fix. My theory yeah. with them is that they are getting it from multiple sources, but, um, you know, I think that, that in itself is an unfair play of, uh, of a store versus online, right? Now, <clears throat> when it comes to a retail shop versus a normal online, like famous smoke shop that Rumcraft does not discount to, and they hardly ever do, you know, big discounting or advertise, or they might, you know, they're, they're pretty good with it. You as a retailer need to give me a reason why to buy at your shop and not online. Right. So, okay. Interesting. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like you need to give me the experience. I don't want to go into your shop yeah. and you're an asshole to me or you're, you know, you're, you know, you're following me or this and that, you know, you can tell that it might, do I go to your shop and I feel at home and I'm like, ah, this is nice. You're a really cool guy. I, and I want to support you, not just because you're my local, you know, B&M, yep. you know, because if I, you know, if I go in and I feel uncomfortable, I don't really feel like hanging out here. It's like, man, bug it. I'll just smoke at home. Mm-hmm. And, um, bug it if I'm going to smoke at home and I'm going to, I'm going to order from home. So I think that stores, if you're having, if you're having an issue where you're, you know, online quote unquote is, is affecting your business, you need to figure out why, why it is. If, if it's just guys that are looking for cheaper cigars, this and that, you know, that that's one thing. Um, but you know, if it's just because you know, what if maybe they don't like your store, you know? So I think that, um, I think there's, there's more to it than just, Hey, support your local B&M, you know, like, but nah, man, I hate going in there. It's a dirty place. There's, there's not many chairs. They don't really have a great selection. You know, there could be a lot of reasons. Yeah. They only sell general, you know, whatever it happens to be. Oh yeah. I I hear that all the time. You know, it's like, ah, they only have, you know, this and that. And, and it's going to be tough for you to get the support. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, if you refuse to sell, smaller brands or boutiques and that's kind of what's hot right now well guess what the guy that's already online on facebook is just going to click over and find it online 
So or go to his email that he gets from everybody with whatever right. the discount is of the day and right. jump on that. Or just or buying from guys. I mean, right? We know we know people that are buying cigars more expensive on Facebook because it's a it's a uh, an auction or a raffle or mm-hmm. the guys are flipping. So yeah, how come this guy money can, that way? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, you being a B and M or it being cheaper online isn't one hundred percent always the answer. Right. Um, what experience are you giving your customer base, your client, from top to bottom, from the moment they walk in to the moment they right. leave? And so what I think. So yeah. if I could, if I could just. So what I sure. think I hear you saying is, online is competition for B and M's. It's up to the B and M in the way they operate to create loyalty amongst their customer base, to where even when they know they're paying a few extra dollars. They're still going to do it because they support their B&M. They understand that it's a place to smoke, that there are operating costs, but there's a unique environment that makes them want to stay loyal. Is that kind of what? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like, look here, you know, up in Chicago, you guys got what? Binnie's, right? Down here, we Mm -hmm. got Specs. In Florida, they got Mm -hmm. ABC Liquor. Mm -hmm. These are all huge companies that are all over the place that have giant humidors. Yep. And maybe they could sell a little better because they're not really, you know, they're getting the guy in there to buy a couple of scars, but then, you know, hey, buy a case of beer on your way out, right? Sure. Or a bottle of wine. So the thing is, is like, all right, go over there, you know, go to Benny's, go to, um, you know, and we're in Benny's, but go, or go to Specs and, you know, sit down in their store and cut the cigar and light it while you're inside and sit there and watch TV while you're there. Like, oh, no, you can't do that. Right. That's, that's why their cigar may be cheaper. Maybe, yep. you know, who knows? <clears throat> um, so, yeah, no, I mean, that's ex- exactly it. Drew? Yeah, I mean, Kyle? No, go ahead, Drew. Um, I mean, my background to buying anything online versus in stores solely because they don't have it in the shop here. So, the, I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's like 14 shops in the area, but there's probably, um, I don't know, three or four that I go to regularly. And if they don't have it, then I order it online. So give them all a shot. Some have different stuff than others. And if none of them have it, then uh, order online. And I don't mind paying more for it. I've I've never bought anything online just because it was cheaper. But uh, really just because they don't have it. So You've always been a big B&M guy. I think both of us are. Overall, man, and I like the uh, you going for the atmosphere of all, and which is cigar culture, anyways. And I mean, if I'm gonna sit by myself and have a cigar, I'd rather just not have a cigar. I mean, (laughs) I'm not just smoking to smoke, and I enjoy it and all, but man, I'd like to really enjoy it. I'm not the one sitting out back in the freezing cold with hat and gloves on having a cigar <laughs> uh, that's an that's an interesting way of looking at it too i mean i uh yeah the freezing cold no no i'm out on smoking but yeah I'm, I'm i mean i know this. i i i love smoking by myself sometimes mm-hmm. just you just know relax. I, relax porch i put whatever kind of music i want a little mm-hmm. a little drink and just like sit or you know take that time to scroll through social media or whatever or have my wife out there my, my wife and I would sit outside, and we're, we're totally off topic, but, you know, we wouldn't even talk to each other. She'd be on her phone, I'd be smoking, but it's just like, ah, you know. Now, I do like, I do like, bull, I do like bullshitting, you know, in the, in the, in the B&M as well, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I like to just unplug my brain. 
Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I like that. <laughs> I guess mostly in the cold. I'm not. Oof. Fuck the cold. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that committed. I guess. <laughs> no, it's not worth in the cold. it. I don't it's know. worth it every now and then, once a week or so. Ooh, no, it's worth it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> once a year, <laughs> and then it's still not worth it. <laughs> No, I'll go to a shop and hang out. But even then, I mean, if the shops here, a lot of them you can get to that are big enough that if you wanted kind of that alone time, too, I mean, I mean, you can go to shops and, well, and I'm not big shot like Danny, so I can go to shops where people don't know Jesus me <laughs> and sit by myself and scroll through my phone, so. Yeah. yeah but so I get I what you're saying, too. Like most of this already. Me and my wife will sit out in the summer, have a little fire going or something, or even like spring or fall, but we'll hang out and talk and have a cigar, and I will. She won't. She'll have some wine, and yeah. Back to the shop thing, though. Yeah, I'll order uh, online if I can't get it local. But I understand, like, cow, too. Like, dude, if I couldn't go, I mean, I literally can drive two miles to a shop. If I couldn't do that... (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so one thought on that is uh, do check in every now and then, if, even if you have B&Ms that kind of suck around you, because they might be getting better, right? So I've got mm-hmm. one here that I, I've been going to about once a week now. It, it's just getting better and better. They get new brands in. They get new stuff in. They know what's going on a little better, and I appreciate that, uh, especially in the winter here. Um, so... <coughs> So I think that's that's a, a worthwhile point is that that stores change. So don't just write it off after that first bad experience. Give us right. some time. Come yeah. back. Because um, in the end, like I think the B and M's really are the the sort of ambassadors of cigar culture, right? Like they're the ones that teach all the new guys, or most of them, uh, get people excited and interested, and you get your like personal curation of, of oh you like that that cigar cool try this cigar. Um, and it's harder to get that kind of a thing online. Yeah. So I think there's just a community there that that you just can't really get anywhere else. And I think that's really just part of what cigars are, is that community and those relationships. So so keep trying for those B&Ms. I think they're pretty damn important. Um, at the yeah. same time, I, I, I've, I've brought, like, literal packages of cigars and said, look, if you order any of these... I buy boxes of them online consistently. I'll just start buying boxes of them from your shop. They right. haven't ordered any of them, so yeah, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. annoying. So, so I keep buying a, those online. That's another thing, too, and I know we've touched on it a little bit, but if you're a consumer and you really want a cigar to be in a store that you, or a shop that you go to, you know, keep asking for it. Um, that, that really helps the brands out. It, it, you know, I mean, a lot of it is driven from consumer, like, there is a lot of it is consumer driven, I should say. So if, like, you want a brand in your shop and they don't have it, keep bugging them about it. You know, that makes our job easier. And it also increases the likelihood that you're going to get that brand in there and that you'll be able to have it, you know, whenever you go over there. So, um, but don't be one of those guys if, like, you're pushing them to bring in a brand and, you don't smoke that brand that much. And then you're basically telling the retailer, go spend your money on this, but I'm going to buy one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, put your money where your mouth is, you know? 
because otherwise that's just dead money to the retailer if you're the only guy smoking it and then you only you don't you don't kind of hold up your end of the bargain on that that goes I back mean, to the retailer like you should know if that guy is worth um Mm-hmm. listening to <laughs> yep sure and it's funny too because like for some of these i've said like look i'll put up the money for you to get two boxes in and i'll take one of those boxes right and you yeah. have another box to sell right right yeah. and they just haven't bit so what can you do yeah i mean that's part of it that's part of it buy so online that, that just makes it less likely that that's the retailer that I'll want to go to forever, you know? Right. But I don't know. Online is getting a lot of uh, competition these days. I think a lot of the sites are trying to fight each other in more and more ways. So I think we'll see, realistically, more deals coming through that get right to the edge of what manufacturers allow um, and sometimes Mm -hmm. go past it. Um, because it's just such a vicious fight right now to get online traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah especially with a lot of retailers it's great. going on there. Yeah. Well, you know, that brings us to the other thing, too, is, you know, eventually our manufacturer is just going to switch up the game and just start selling them directly off their website. Like Davidoff. Like, like Ezra Zion does. Yeah. Ezra Zion, Davidoff, uh, Jasun Kral did for a long time. I think he stopped doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to trust yourself to keep that audience forever, then, which is hard. Because yeah. at a B and M, they can direct them to anything, man. So yeah. that's tough. It's a tough game. You got to be like Ezra Zion and have every release be the greatest release you've ever done in history. Of <laughs> every other week, you make the new best cigar that's ever been made. You know, interestingly enough, they completely uh, changed the packaging of Nomad. Nomad is very uh, Ezra Zionish now. I did. Yeah, I, I lasted one <laughs> one email on that email list. Mm. I was on the Nomad email list for years, and I unsubscribed after the first Ezra Zion version. <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck to them, but man, what a mess. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Um so where does, if you're a consumer, and we all are, uh, what, what do you guys consider to be like justified hype to get you excited about a cigar versus overhype and you're like, fuck that, I'm not going to try it just out of how much they're hyping it? Uh, does that exist? Have they, have that, they substantiated it? Have they substantiated it in the past, right? Okay. When they hype their cigars, has it been good? That's okay. the, for me. That's the answer. And and if you hype a cigar and it's not good, I might try your next one. And if I if you hype that one and it's not good, then we're done, right? Like I'll wait till everybody else smokes it to try it again. On a scale of one to ten, Cal, ten being the most forgiving, one being the least forgiving. Where do you consider yourself as a consumer? Surprisingly forgiving for most consumers. I feel like there's a lot of consumers that'll try one cigar from a brand and call it done if they hate that cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try that same cigar again. <clears throat> Drew? Yeah. What do you consider scale one to ten? Ten is what? Least? Least, for, least uh, forgiving. Oh, I'm probably a... No, most forgiving. Sorry. No, oh, then least I'm like a, like, a like a two yeah. or a three. Damn. 
That's Stone fucking cold. brutal. Holy shit. Danny? <clears throat> forgiving of hype? No, forgiving of like cigars like this in cigar general. sucked. Yeah, like would you try to I mean, do you write off a brand? Do you not write off a brand? Like what's well, your forgiveness scale? No, no, I wouldn't write off a whole brand because of one cigar. Um, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> no, I'm I'm pretty moderate. I mean, I think I think we're probably more on the five or six side, depending. I mean, if it was one cigar and it was terrible, oh, okay, I mean, if it, if I were to consider it terrible, there I think there'd have to be some circumstance that made it terrible. I, I don't necessarily think. I mean, I couldn't really imagine the blend just being something I could not smoke, right? But so yeah. I, I may try it again. So, but you know, that second that second time, it, it, I'm done. Um, kind of like cow. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I put myself like at a six. I mean, I, I'm not super unforgiving, but at the same time, I got so much other shit to, you know, waste my time on. <laughs> now that feels more forgiving to me than most consumers are. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I feel like I've met a lot of people that have said, you know, I tried one from this, this brand or this line and it was awful. Yeah. So I'm just going to stick with what I like or stick with this other stuff. Do you see more or less of that than I'm seeing? But do you think that's because they don't know what they like, too? Like, Could be. Oh, this has, uh, I don't know, pick something, tiny tobacco <laughs> in it. And then they happen to, they don't like that. They try one of that brand that has that in it, and they're like, oh, I don't like this. And I was like, well, yeah, you already knew you didn't like that. Why didn't you try <laughs> one of the ones without that in it? Right. Or without that wrapper. Or... Right. Yeah, if you're going to try a new brand, like, try the one that you like or that you have historically liked, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> right you know, I, got, I just had a perfect example. Like, Asylum, there aren't many Asylum cigars that I'm kind of real fond of, but that's for, I love the, the straight jacket, like, the first time I had it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a perfect example. Like, if, I tried the other ones, but I still went ahead and tried that one. I'm like, wow, you know, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then they came out with like an 80, an 880 or something. I'm like, no, that's, I'm good there. Or whatever. <laughs> 770 or something crazy. What, what I want to know is out? this. What I want to know is this. <clears throat> For the guys who smoke cigars that big, and I, and I think that the majority of our listeners don't smoke those types of ring gauges for the most part. But what exactly are you getting out of that? Is it, is it a, is it a value proposition? I mean, it can't be flavor. Uh, I right? think there's uh like, I think the, well, relative value. The boss mentality. Be value. Is that what like you're getting like three cigars in one. That's what they think, but they're getting yeah. the crap cigar. You know, the, yeah. they're not the crap, but they're not getting the best tobacco for that price, right? So it, it isn't necessarily a value thing, but I think a lot of guys, too, just they think they look a little more badass with mm. a big cigar. Um, <laughs> and it's just quite the opposite, in my perspective. Is that like the guy mm. with the Lance Arrow thinks he's a badass, too? Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. No, no, uh, guys. If you want to get that reference, go back a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what you'll learn is that we judge everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We really don't. 
Uh, I think we just we, we ask questions. I, I want to better understand people's thought processes. I really do. I've heard more recently that there's, at least at the 60 size, I don't know about 80, um, but a lot more people have been talking about complexity of flavors because you can get a lot of different kinds of leaf in there. You can get a lot of stuff in there. I don't know if people actually do that or not, but that's something that I've heard recently. Yeah, I haven't experienced that. When's the patina 60 coming out? Uh, that's going to be a never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Don't you should never say never. Yeah, we're going to skip. No, that's, our, I, that's our biggest ring gauge is 60 uh, yeah. in core. It's sick, but it's a four and a half by 60. So it's oh, still wow. not, uh, we behind the scenes. We call it the Drew, like a little four. Gets the job done. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the girth. <laughs> uh, yeah, 56, I think, is the biggest that I have on the docket. I, I think that's going to stick at that. That, that to me, is a, it's a size that will still grab your 60 ring gauge guy. Um, and it's not too big for your guy that smokes a, that'll smoke a 52 or a 54. I feel like it's just a little bit more universal, like that double Toro size. And I really saw that. You really see that the most with the Oliva Double T or Double Toro uh, Oliva V. You see that that um, for a lot of like, especially like older generation smokers, like that cigar has such fucking loyalty. It's truly unreal. I was doing an event uh, on Friday, a Christmas sale for for a shop in Chicago, and the amount of loyalty that that cigar has, especially amongst Probably I'm gonna call it that late, maybe mid 40s to like mid 50s and up age range is is truly remarkable. I mean, it really is. How do you think they built that? How does that? Happen? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's not a bad cigar, but I'm just saying, like, it's not the it's not the cigar that surprises me. It's the fucking amount of loyalty. Sure. And we've talked about this in the past of like, at what age do guys just stop getting like adventurous? <laughs> and I don't think we ever necessarily came up with an, 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 an answer, but there is. And, and I think we agreed that it wasn't necessarily an age, but rather where you are in your cigar evolutionary process. Because if like you didn't start smoking cigars till you're 40, you know, versus somebody who started when they were 20 then you're obviously at a much different place regardless of age. But I don't know, man. That's like the loyalty to that cigar is, is truly remarkable. So all you got to do is build that exact same thing. Yeah, but I don't know how they did it. <clears throat> so let's say there was a, what if there was a market that you just could not penetrate and the only feedback you heard was no you know we just like my guys like bigger cigars my guys like bigger cigars my bigger guys like mm-hmm. bigger cigars and you want you, you know you do hear that by the way oh all the time yep um and you know and and i don't mean a general and, and i like just one bnm i mean like you know I, I think on the east coast kind of northeast coast too there's a lot of uh you know guys that just want bigger ring gauges right and you're not so much your sales are not that your sales are hurting, but in that you just can't make it work in there. And you, you know, mm-hmm. would you ever say, you know what, let, what if, let me try this. 
you know, because there's the passion side mm-hmm. and then there's the business side and you right. can't be, you can't be loyal to, you know, one or the other. I think it, there's, when you own the business mm-hmm. and you're building, you got to kind of be loyal to both, which is really sure. You got to have enough do. money to keep the passion. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. You know, everyone keeps asking, and, and I talked a little bit about this a couple of podcasts ago, but everyone's like, oh, when you go out something new, winning. I don't think people truly understand the financial commitment that coming out with a new line means. Sure. Okay. Between boxes, the new blend, the tobacco for that blend, in addition to keeping inventory on your existing lines, um, bands, all of that. Samples samples there <laughs> is a significant financial commitment in coming out with a new line and i think the industry has gotten people so used to oh this new this new what's new what's new what's new and um that makes it really hard for smaller brands uh a lot of times right so uh, if you guys were to put just to put you totally on the spot feel free to say i'm not i don't want to answer this if you were to put a range on like what does it cost to come out with a new line of cigars mm-hmm. for like a you know a, a smallish cigar company what's the range of cost we're talking about here are we talking about like tens of thousands are we talking about hundreds of thousands like i, I don't i don't have a sense for what it means <clears throat> not, well not hundreds of thousands but it depends. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. if you're, are you source? You know, if you got to source your own tobacco, yep. Or if you got to, if the if the factory is making you buy X amount of dollars in tobacco, mm-hmm. then it's then it's tough, right? I mean, and if you're gonna do it the real the right way, and not not um, blend a cigar through the mail while you're sitting in, you know, wherever, and the factory's making it, and they yeah. You got to factor in those travel costs. You got to factor in the mm-hmm. time, you know, uh, the whole time you're there, all the yep. blends you're going to put into it. You know, that's going to take days, weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could you could create a blend and in three months you're like, eh, not so much, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's, you know, that's when you're like, fuck, right? And then yeah. if, you, if you're if you going to keep, you know, the same, like, I think the box, the, if, okay. If you're going to keep the same type of box thing where you don't really need to design uh, design a new box, but still, you know, you need to put in your order for your boxes, which all the box companies are going to have minimums. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the band companies are going to have minimums. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and if you're doing a different color or a different yep. type of design, you got to pay for that plate. Absolutely. You got to pay for that design. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it could be... And let's say you're... you're let's just do it nice and low right like a factory has a 2000 cigar minimum which depending on where you're at who you are that's pretty low that's low. a lot of cigars um oh, well if you're no, the thing is if you got a 20 count box it's only 100 boxes of cigars right right so right that's super low right you know if you're depending on what you're paying with you know you gotta think about importing mm-hmm. you could be at two bucks three bucks you know two 250 a cigar mm-hmm. um and I, and the boxes and bands and the yeah. travel and all, I mean it. I mean it's not far fetched to be ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in for two for just we're talking about two thousand cigars, right? Okay. I mean, so what happens is if I if I spend ten thousand dollars to develop two thousand cigars, I'm losing money. <laughs> I've lost, yep. you know, I've just lost six grand, right? So sure. that blend needs to, you know, obviously the design costs and all that on the next round 
will go down, right? Correct. So yeah, it's already um, paid. It's already paid, <clears throat> so it'll go down. But you would need to sell those hundred boxes, re- reorder, sell those hundred boxes, reorder, and now you just made a little bit of money. And we're right. not even talking about the ones you gave away for free. Oh, right. yeah, dude. When you start to track and then travel, when you start to track how much you spend on samples, it's it's fucking. It's like infuriating. It really is. I mean, it's not no infuriating is not the right word. It's like jaw dropping because you don't realize it, but then you're like, "Holy shit! I gave away a lot of cigars this year." And when somebody and we talked a little bit about this before, but if, even as a consumer, if you're gifting a cigar, that is essentially somebody handing you money. Okay. It's the same thing for cigar companies. When we give you samples, that is. That's money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in the, it's in the form of a good, but it's still money. And, um, you know, that's a huge cost that people do not take. Those things are not free. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not yeah. free. So that's a pretty there's a lot that goes in, in the financials, though, though, because I think that's really, like, opaque for, for people who don't get involved in the cigar industry at all it's just this costs right. a lot of money what does that mean sure that's yeah. pretty interesting yeah yeah i mean in the grand scheme of business ten thousand dollars you know <clears throat> at, you know could if well i guess if you're if you don't have any money ten thousand dollars is a shit ton but you know ten thousand dollars <laughs> but if you don't make that money back there's only a certain amount of time you can drop ten thousand dollars correct right <laughs> it could be one mm-hmm. <laughs> or two. So, right, right. Um, and, you know, especially like if you're, if you're in, in like, well, my, my situation when I was with the, when I had the voyage and most situation now, if you got brokers, yep. you know, you can't ask a broker to sell your cigar one without smoking it themselves. So there's free cigars right. and without giving them some samples to give to shops. So there's some yep. cigars. Yep. Now I had, I had a broker where I was like, Hey, you know, uh, and here's the thing. Sometimes brokers want six, eight, 10 boxes right and and my thought was with them um was if you can't open one account to with a box of 20 cigars yeah we probably have issues right That's fair because when i was when i was you know you, and you can never you can never compare a rep to a to a principal or to Correct. a owner, right Correct. but right. if i had 20 cigars to go to 20 shops with um I could get at least 10, you know, uh, accounts out of it. I mean, that, that's at least the numbers I was running when I was doing it, you know? So mm-hmm. if I was there and I could express my passion, I could open it. So I just need you as a rep to have that same passion. Mm-hmm. So, and, th- and that's tough though, Danny, when, when they're, when a, when an independent broker, which, which is what I use when they're repping four or five upwards to sometimes 10 brands, depending on the size of their operation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he goes into a shop and I know that I could sell X, Y, Z without even flinching. I'm going to get my order. I got my money and I can leave versus here's a brand that I got to like actually talk about and convince and sell. Yeah. They're not going to have that same passion. This is nothing against them. This is human nature. No, I mean, that's the you business. That's, yeah, that, I, I that love is. our brokers. I mean, honestly, they're good dudes and, and a good woman. We, you know, Heather Callahan in Florida. But... It's more than that. It is, it, it's, 
we got, I got to do my job to create the buzz that makes their job easier so they don't have to sit there and spend an hour talking about patina and maybe get a sale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't even, we didn't bring up paying them once you, oh, after you give them the free yeah, cigars. You yeah, just got to pay them. Yeah, your commission. <laughs> yeah. So, Man, people, it's, it's not this like, you know, people are like, oh, you must have a shit ton of money. Bro, <laughs> I... Are you kidding me? You understand what a risk this was? Yeah. Okay. And then on top of it, I'm not going on vacations. I'm not buying all these new clothes or a new car or no, everything stops. It's, it's all hands on deck, all resources allocated to this, you know? And I think that's what people need to recognize. Like that's what it fucking takes to really do something like this. Yeah. yeah so when, when a, when a company like your size is saying, you know, thanks for the support. It's like, no, literally, you know, yeah. thank you because, you know, this, this a meeting. Well, I mean, it's not that bad, but you know, you're, I mean, anyway, it could be though. Right. So you're just like, yeah. thank you for buying that. You know, that helps everything. You know, thanks for the sure. pictures. Thanks for the Instagram posts. Thanks for, hell yeah. you know, all Man, of it if, adds up. If, if you're a retailer and you post patina, you better fucking believe I'm reposting that hyping your shop. Yeah. Better believe it. Because, you know, and, and that's another thing. And I'm sure you saw, it, like, if you talk to, like, anybody that, that started somewhere, um, it's like the more, the more people see your brand, the more legitimate you are, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if, I, if I'm in, whatever, Arizona, and I go to five different shops, and in each place I see Patina or I see Romacraft. And I'll tell you, I've never heard of these brands, okay? Because believe it or not, there are still people that have never heard of Romacraft, right? All the time. There are, there are people that have never heard of Tatawahe, and they've been around, he's been around for 15 years, or Illusioni. So that's not an insult. That's just fucking reality, okay? It's a market opportunity. Sure. But if I go into five shops and I see Patina in one of them, or I see Romacraft in maybe one or two, but I don't see it in the rest. Okay, that's a brand I've seen. But if you go into five shops and you've seen both brands in all five shops, you're like, okay, wait a minute, this is kind of legitimate now, mm -hmm. right? And then the only way to overcome that is to be in the right shops, meaning that like if you're in like a big-time retailer and let's say he's your only one in, a, in an area – being in that one is enough to create some legitimacy, legitimacy for your brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, if they only yeah. bring in yeah. good stuff, right? Then right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. But if you're surrounded by shit, then, yeah, they're going to think you're shit, too. Mm-hmm. No, no. Just my thoughts. That was a little, little venting on our end. <laughs> 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 you know, I... I'm lucky that, you know, I, I ended up with, I, you know, with the voyage at the end of it, I, I mean, I structured the way I did my ordering and everything to end this way, but I ended up with no debt. I actually made some money on it. Um, but you know, you got into debt pretty quick until you start turning and burning. Right. And, uh, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, it's even a bigger, like kind of applause to shop, you know, like, Roma Craft or Mombacho or smaller brand mm -hmm. Black Label, you know, that are, you know, hitting these million dollars, million cigars a year, 
that started essentially the same way we did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, I can't speak for Black Label or, or Mobacho. Roma started with a lot more money than I did, right? But <clears throat> if it if it wouldn't have sold, it it would it would have been over. You know, if the market right. hadn't been there, if the blend hadn't been there, right. if Skip and Mike pushing it hadn't been there, um, the math still wouldn't have made sense. So although they wouldn't have been broke, it would have killed the company. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, just like hats off to these guys that are that are making it making it happen, and you know, just um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. you know next so, next next week I'll be in a brand new market for me, um, the New England. I've, I've mm-hmm. first time I've ever been. Well, no, not the first time I've ever been in any shops there, but the first time I'm going out there. So, you know, I'll be in Connecticut. I'll be in Rhode Island. These are huge opportunities for somebody like me. And it's big ups to the broker, Joe uh, Demaray, um, for setting this stuff up with a brand that is essentially unknown, okay? And um, those are the times when, when, when I got to capitalize or guys like me got to capitalize, um, no matter how big you are, how small you are, you know? So, um, you know, and then uh, Philly... Uh, on the weekend for a bigger, bigger event, but yes, the traveling costs you money, but if you, if you do it the right way that the, tra- the, the travel should kind of pay for itself sure. in a way, uh, or at least you hope. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think we got to wrap up soon. So Drew, do we have a deep, deep thoughts? We need some Drew deep segment? thoughts. Um, I didn't have a chance this weekend. I pulled up some, uh, some random stuff. If you guys want it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be great. Random thoughts of Drew. <laughs> All right. So they may so, not be deep, but they'll be thoughts. Yeah, you can you can get this from us, or you can Google it. But um, th- these are just going to be random things here. So, uh, the purpose of a lock is to turn a door into a wall. You guys ever think about that? I think we're all roughly around uh, same age too. But by age thirty, you've spent a month having birthdays. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when you buy a uh, buy and eat half a chicken, you're secretly sharing a meal with a stranger. Mm. Uh, coffee flavored water doesn't sound good, but that's what coffee is. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you drink alcohol, you're just borrowing happiness from tomorrow. <laughs> Especially after you've had a month's worth of birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, object of golf is to play the least amount of golf. <laughs> true. <laughs> absolutely true. Um, I definitely maximized my money when I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically, almost every mirror you buy at a store is in used condition. Here's a question for you. <laughs> Here, here, here's a question. Wait, what was that last one? <laughs> There's more the way that it snuck in there. Than Te- the technically, almost every mirror you buy at a store is in used condition. Right. Oh, that's funny. Here's a question for you. Somebody comes up to you and says, let's say you gift them a cigar, or even it's like in mine and Danny's case, a Roma or a Patina, whatever, and someone's like, man, I always take your cigar to the golf course. Ooh. I'm always smoking it on the golf course. I don't know if I'm like... Is that good or bad? Yeah, I'm kind of almost like insulted. But like, not not insulted, but like, wouldn't you just want to sit down and enjoy it? 
Like, that's a pretty expensive cigar to, like, golf with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what goes through my head, but I don't know. What I are guess, your guys? I, I mean, guess it's the, when you go, the enjoyment, but. No, I, I take it as a compliment. It could have been something else. Yeah, I mean. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yep. Okay. They could have spent their money. Once you buy it, honestly, if, I mean, once you buy it, you're lighting it on fire and destroying yeah. it. Right. So you do that wherever you want. I appreciate you. Do it again. You know, or, <laughs> or buy it and buy it and never smoke it or buy it and throw it away or buy it and give it away. Just, as good as Just buy it. Just buy it. Just fucking buy it. <laughs> yeah. But if you're golfing, you're with other people, right? Probably. Well, yeah. well that's the flip side of Generally. it. If, if someone tells me they're golfing and they're golfing with a group and they're smoking, you know, a patina, that's great for me. Right. Like, I love yeah. that aspect mm-hmm. of it. You know, but. Um, yeah, it's funny how that works out. Yeah. What other depth you got, Drew? That's it, man. I'll have the something better next goes. week. I'll have some time. All right. <clears throat> Anything else, guys? No? I feel like uh, Mo and I had a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> man, if anybody was interested in the economics of cigars, they have found some interesting information. <laughs> yeah and that's just not out there so that's interesting alright yeah, we will cool. resume again next week alright gentlemen thank you guys Cheers, gentlemen. have a good one thanks guys thanks all listeners cool <laughs>